Hello, everybody. It's Friday night and it's time for the weekender. One lucky subscriber this week will pick up a bundle of battle mat goodness from Luke, including the brand new Wilderness Books. To be with a chance to win, you need to be a subscriber to the YouTube channel. Pop a comment below and if you can share us around and spread the word, that would be great as well. Otherwise, sit back and relax. It's time to distract yourself with toys and games. Your weekend starts now. Hello everybody, it's been an unusual week, but we're here to return you to some normality with talk of tiny fighting men, the best kind of fighting men. Uh, I'm joined this week by Free, Ben and John, and we are going to be having a delve into a whole host of things. Um, obviously, if you want to win that look bundle, stick your comments below, uh, tell us how great I am and how all my picks are always awesome. You're getting that every week now, Jerry. All of the comments every week. Look how amazing Jerry is every it's, single week now. I think you've it's, got costing me a, it's costing me a fortune <laughs> to get those that, comments in there. But you know, The thing that I quite like was the people saying, you know what, it's great that you all have such an amazing knowledge of everything that happens in the, in the wargaming world. And I was like, yes, yes, we do. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> We're underrated. Please give us more subscribers. <laughs> I can subscribe for more. It's a desperate <laughs> play. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So uh, we'll kick off the show without any further ado uh, with a cheeky little indie um, that I was planning on talking about in a few weeks' time for a completely different reason. And then, and then after seeing what Ben had uh, plucked forth from the, the hobby nuggets in the uh, news mine, I went, oh, we'll do it now because it contains so many interesting things. And that is the indie of the week this week, Oshiri Models. Oshiro Model Terrain. Um, so it is, don't laugh at me. It no, is, I'm laughing with you, Jerry. Oh, that's all right. <laughs> Shall I? Um, There's a lot here. <laughs> there is a lot here. I'm going to start with the reason I know they exist and okay. then we'll yeah. backtrack. And the reason I know they exist is um, I came across a company ooh, last year called Highgate, uh, Highgate Miniatures. And Oshiri uh, are the stockists, the distributors for them. So the only way you can get them is through here. And it's um, a selection of 28 mil Victorian Gothic horror. Oh. So, you know, oh. if you want vampires, you know, Chim Chimney, Mary Parpins, Sweeps and stuff, uh, <laughs> then this is the place to go for them. Um, oh, very cool. Obviously, pictures are tiny, which is what Lloyd loves in life. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, which, uh, which is why I was hanging on to it. I've been desperate to get Lloyd back in for another end of the week just so I can annoy him with it. Um, but you can't you, have everything in life. No. You need to get him control of the computer and don't tell him that you can't open the pictures and for them to get yeah. bigger and just watch him get further yeah. frustrated. So so there are acolytes, 
vampire hunters, characters, uh, ladies of negotiable affection, all of that sort of thing. Um, I love that. That's... <laughs> I, I will. I'm, I'm actually going to bring in their blog um, because mm-hmm. you can open the pictures bigger in there. And just to give people an idea of what you're looking oh, at here. So oh, big. <laughs> My eyes. Okay. That's what happens when your nose is pressed to the screen there. <laughs> trying to see the tiny picture. Uh, oh, that great. But especially Those are really for, characterful. I like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can see why I went looking for them. Yeah. I am by nature uh, a little um, hobby butterfly. That's much, much more polite than what I was going to call myself. <laughs> I thought, oh, there'll probably be kids watching. It's tight. I particularly like the massive cookery. Yeah. On, yeah. Uh, on that fellow who I imagine is the Yank. I can't remember the Yank's name. In Van Helsing's little crew. Oh, yeah. Just didn't he have a massive knife that he decapitated Dracula with? Spoilers for Dracula, so. by the way. <laughs> yeah. um, Those yeah. are really cool. And do they come with the cobble bases as well? Is that a, yeah? Uh, uh, I think the cobble bases are extra. Uh, okay. <laughs> right. There's a, a set of resiny stuff. Um, look, you two could replay Sherlock. Oh, yeah, Sherlock beating that, that guy scene. up. Yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's Just, really cool. Yeah. It's combobulate. <laughs> yes. Oh, the discombobulate mean is, it mean is amazing. Um, but Highgate Miniatures, they do a terrific range. Uh, I don't believe there's actually a game behind it currently. I think it's it's mm. just a a range of miniatures. But for people getting into things like and your silver bayonets and stuff like that, yeah. um, then you've got oh, as, wow. as I was as oh, I was criticizing a while ago, uh, trying to find vampires who who aren't all rocking the Bella Lugosi cape and stuff is tricky. And here we have, you know, top hat and, and coat walking down Main Street. You'd also well, they'd this. easily work for it, like the Napoleonic setting, regardless oh. of the fact that they're Victorian. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. yeah they're, they're not, they're not so modern mm. um, that they would stand out massively. But yeah, there was, uh, a, there was the game by um, the guys that do forged in battle. What's their name? Uh, they had a game that was basically like Victorian era sort of vampires and stuff, mm-hmm. didn't they? And whales and things. You could use those for that. The name escapes me, but you could use them for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm sure you could. Yeah. So anyway, so, oh, so th- this is why I was looking at. Uh, a, oh, that's beautiful. A Shiru, uh, simply for the um, the Highgate range, uh, because they're they're just all awesome. And look, yes, that is beer cushing styly. Look at that coat. I love how they've got upper class and working class miniatures as well. Just to fit in the file with the theme of Victoria. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's it's great stuff. So if you're there for the Victorian and na 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 na, um there's also various buildings because they do a big line yeah. of MDF stuff. So you can get your hands on um warehouses and a small church or temperance hall. Oh no. Drink the drink. Don't don't temper it. Nobody wants to be tempered. Yeah, so you, you can build up your uh, Victorian landscape to play out anything. Because let's face it, if you're going to do something like Operation Sea Lion, you know, World War II, what if invasion, you'll need a lot of Victorian terrace houses as well. Or if you're going to do modern conflicts or what hefts, uh, very British Civil War, things like that being able to get in there and get your hands on various Victorian and Georgian townhouses and terrace rows and that sort of yeah. thing. It's all yes. great. I've remembered the game. Yes. It's Empire of the Dead. 
Ah, you got it. Did you remember it or did you have to look it up? I've I've been Googling frantically for the last... (laughs) Better column A, better column B. What are these Um, made from, these strand pieces? So so those are MDF. Uh, They do a mix of MDF and resin for some of the train pieces and the like. So if we go to uh, Victorian sci-fi, because that's obviously great as well mm-hmm. if you two want to put you know british home guard onto mars to fight back against the martians you can do that thing really um yeah. and you know so you get resin pieces like this like the resin turrets or some of the the vehicles and, and walkers and the like um will be sort of combos so they they use mm-hmm. they use the material the best suits essentially uh i love that that's fab. there should be more victorian sci-fi games very Iron it, Harvest ask that. Yeah, it is actually. Yeah, yeah. HG Wells was right. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder why we don't see very much of that. I guess maybe it's just not. Uh, maybe is it is it because it's maybe a little bit too historical or something potentially for a lot of people. Maybe, but yeah, okay. it's blurring the lines a little. Yeah, there, there's plenty of systems out there, and you, and it has a very sort of strong following. As pretty well, when you combine. H.G. Wells fiction with the fact that he's more or less the the father of modern war gaming. Um, yeah. there, there is a little core audience for the the Victorian yeah. sci-fi. But I guess yeah. it's pro- I guess it's probably as sideline as a, pro- a project as most weird world war stuff. To be honest, like yeah. obviously Conflict Forty Seven, all those kind of games, they exist and people play them. Hmm. Dust, for example, as well, but maybe not. Maybe they're just not as much in the zeitgeist. I yeah. guess. Yeah. But, uh, but, uh, but but these are very cool. I like these. I like these because because half your army can come from just standard. Um, historical ranges. Historical ranges, yeah. Uh, it, it means, I suppose, that people are having to depend on one side of a, a faction, you know, just the, the Martians type of thing, mm, to, yeah. because people will just go and That's pick true. up peri plastics or warlord plastics or whatever it is. To, yeah. Peri plastics are particularly good for Victorian sci fi, actually. <laughs> Pardon me. Uh, especially the Zulu box because they have they come with the home guard helmet with the little spikes and stuff. Uh, anyway, <laughs> I digress. <laughs> so, um, oh, yeah. Since we're talking Victorian sci-fi and rules, they stock the Wiley Games rules. So this is an American company. Right, do things okay. like Fistful of Lead and Galactic Starfighter and stuff. If you're ever looking for them, they have them all here. Oh, um, brilliant! So. The the Fistful of Lead series, which is all of this, the Tales of Horror and wow. um, Reloaded Galactic Heroes, they're all, they're like almost 70V-ish in that they're nice. very light rule systems to play a yeah. a, a type of combat or, or conflict out on the tabletop. So you don't need to spend an age digging through hundreds of pages. Um, and I've been looking for a, a UK supplier for these for a long time since I heard about Festival of Lead because I was very curious as to how it goes. I seem to be going through a bit of a cowboy phase at the moment. I don't know why. Um, but anyway, Did you pick up Dead Man's Hand by any chance? I, I picked up Dead Man's Hand, but I, I own all of the Legends of the West, which is a terrific oh, system. Oh, great. Yeah, that's a good yeah. system. Yeah. Um, I just the, picked up Legends of the West. Lord of the Rings? Or the, or, yeah. Or was it no, well, side by side style. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so I picked up Dead Man's Hand and, and uh, I'm getting, I'm just spend a lot of time watching old... Um, westerns anyway that's not the end of the week it's not my viewing habits on tv but <laughs> if you're after if you're after uh wide game stuff and you're in the uk or europe it may be easier to grab them from here than to go straight to uh to the states yeah, yeah. anyway um have a, a very quick look at the boxer and 
Chinese stuff because they're relatively small. Same period as Victorian. Yeah. Uh, Boxer Rebellion is getting uh, a couple of kits in plastic from War Games Atlantic. There are some metals here for ossifers, um, which is handy. And then the sort of Chinese range also contains some buildings. Um, that would be perfect for the oh, Boxer nice. Rebellion. So um, things like Blood and Steel, which is on the way. I can't yeah. honest. It, the rules or the, the nation lists will not be in the main game for the Boxer Rebellion, but I think they're going to be in a supplement. Um, but if you've got 15 minutes, uh, you can probably work your, your way through making your own lists for them from the the, the core lists that are in the book because yeah. you'll have all the weapons and that sort of thing. It's just sorting out who would have what. It's um, nice that they've done the basics, like they've yeah. effectively well, covered all the basics for that. You've got your infantry and your commanders and that's more or, yeah. or less all you need to make up the, the core of any army. Yeah, yeah, do, yeah. So, yeah, 100%. So it'll be interesting to see. And then obviously having the, the boxers as well, possibly uh, a little less heavily armed, a lot more sort of tribal weaponry and, and that sort of thing. So could be interesting. But like I say, the, you've got the uh, the figures there, but you also have these wonderful bits of architecture. Oh, I love that. So Get some walls. Yep. <laughs> uh, and also rural buildings as well. Nice bit of scattering there as well, which is good yeah. to say. Yeah. yeah. Mm, very nice. I like yeah. how it's like, this is a pothouse. That's just what I said, Chinese pothouse. Well, not to be confused with the, you know, the rural ones where it's, it's just going to be some sort of well, there's a long farmhouse. Mm. Oh, it's very far away. <laughs> That's why it's so long. <laughs> Things look bigger in the distance. Uh, no, that is very true. <laughs> anyway, so here's why we're picking it up this week. <laughs> uh, I won't bother with the 40 mil. Uh, well, bother with the 40 mil editions. It won't take long. There's only about six and they're all resin. If oh. you're playing anything Japanese in 40 mil, so potentially actually things like Kensi from Zenit. Yeah, yeah. It's bigger yeah. scale. Um, not sure how Bushido. Bushido is thirty-five mil, so it is. Uh, it, so it's yeah. larger. So some of these things would would work for it. The majority they do a, a fifteen mil and a twenty-eight mil range as well. But it's nice to have options if you do play the sort of the more historic, historic, the more heroic scale or fantasy scale yeah. sort of yeah. Japanese settings. Um, so All I can think of is also he's a ninja. <laughs> like, <laughs> okay. Ninja for scale. I'm, ninja for scale. I'm yeah. saying. But how do you know? You can't see the ninja. He's so stealthy. Do you know where that comes from? What? Well, also, he's a ninja. No, no. What? Why ninjas look like that? Uh, I'm guessing it's actually something to do from a film or something, probably. Because uh, don't people look? Don't, don't people? Say that ninjas don't actually really exist or something. Well, they do say that. You know, obviously yeah. that's because they've never seen him coming at them. Like, yeah, that's true. Seeing his yeah. Essentially, in in no theater, uh, so the the stylized Japanese theater mm -hmm. set dressers and stuff who would be shifting scenery while the actors on stage would dress head to toe in black. Oh. So, so you wouldn't. There'd be behind them. You could see them, but it didn't distract from the, the yeah, performance yeah. in front. Right. But then occasionally, if a ninja was required in an act, they would sometimes then pop out uh. and then would kill people up and then would disappear. So essentially, they were part of the scenery. Uh, and, oh, then, wow. and then 
modern TV and cinema apparently just stole it from that. Oh, but anyway. Cool. So technically, that ninja was there for scatter to own, Ben. That, that, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, that yeah. ninja's there. He's he was pushing the lantern onto he the He carried that in. <laughs> you ignore him and just focus on the TV. <laughs> so it makes perfect sense. Yeah. I like the addition of things like the rocks to hold yes. down the roofing yeah. and stuff. That's really cool. It's a nice little thing that you would kind of like sometimes just overlook. Or be like, why are those there? But they've clearly looked at lots of images and stuff and, and done their yeah. research, which is cool. Yeah. And, and you can a, play inside it as well. This is a, a one of the resin kits. So mm. oh. bit, ah. bit more expensive, but I think worth it. And you can't tell me definitely. Looks sizable. So. You're not the boss of me. Just do some of these as well. Uh, obviously, a set of walls, always handy. Yes. That's good. Uh, yeah, the ninja could sneak over something. That's the most important <laughs> thing. Yeah. So you can leap from rooftop to rooftop, like uh, yeah. in Crouching Tiger, or indeed pretty much any wushu <laughs> type of thing. Yes, I know it's Chinese, no, but shut up. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the weekend where, where Jerry argues with himself. Well, well, apparently so. <laughs> oh. I don't know what's going on. Oh, these are cool. I like I like things where you you just get a bundle of scatter terrain. Yeah, because you can have that one sort of Japanese style building on the tabletop, but then you want to try and make it feel lived in. Yeah. So you put these things around it, so it looks like people actually exist in this universe that you're playing. It's not just kind of some set that's, yeah. <laughs> that's been <laughs> put together put for together, a play. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they got the old school Japanese cannon and everything. That's really cool. Oh, that, that's mm. great. Yeah. I'm glad you approve, Ben. Mm, I like that merchant you could have on the side. Japanese could graves, also yeah. be used for the uh, for grave nails, test of honor, and everything as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, Especially because that's more skirmishy based as well. So these kind of things would be really good for that because you could actually, you know, set up a narrative around sort of like samurai fight in a graveyard or something mm. like that. That'd be really cool. Oh, nice. Bamboo palisades. Uh, and we'll have a look. whole set of helmet decorations as well. So, so these are um, what you call brass etched. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, so it's it's a little fiddly if people haven't used brass etched, and more and more people haven't these days. Mm-hmm. Um, you see them it, all the time from Forgeworld, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. They just require a little bit of delicate handling. But I like the fact right. that you, you have these things. Um, yeah to add a bit of interest, especially if you're picking up things like, if you're picking up things like Warlord's plastics, which can look very samey after a while, being able to just go in and add the fans or add the, the kabudu to the the top of the helmets and having a variety of them means that you can all of a sudden take that one box of plastic samurai and and completely um, individualize them, which is nice. And you don't need, you you can get special, bending machines and, and jigs and stuff for for uh, yeah. brass edge don't need it for those because they're they're not complex pieces that need to be reformed or reshaped i like the uh, little temple offering site and stuff for the prayers and stuff yes. that's cool yeah that's nice and no game would be complete without a uh notification board to pick up your quests oh that's fair <laughs> she's chuck a couple of knives or arrows into that one mm. yeah, yeah those are really awesome that's you could just do the um I mean, if you were very, mm. if you were very good, you could put those on. You could put that on with a pen or something. But oh, I yeah. would imagine you do no. that with transfers or something. But one hundred percent, I would do that with transfers. Yeah. <laughs> and anybody who thinks I wouldn't get slapped. See, what yeah. you need to do is get one of the injured 
um, miniatures, put mm. them here in front of it, so he's off his face on Saki. Oh, there nice. you go. Yeah. <laughs> or, or you get your hands on um, a set of nail stamps with Japanese characters. Oh, and yeah. You just those stamp them on yeah, yeah. with nail stamps. The more you know. There's a way around it. I've got some of those already, so I'm okay. That's going to be a new Jerry Cannon. It's going to be adding it's, Japanese it's, writing to uh, all your all your models using a variety of things. Really, you can just get hold of the ones that say "Live, Laugh, Love" on it, but it's not. <laughs> what, just say a, a Watchtower for ants. <laughs> it's very far away. Very far away, Watchtower. Anyway, very far away from a very small ninja. That's yeah, <laughs> larger, so obviously larger uh, wall sections, towers for more Proper castle setting. A more castle, yeah. yeah. Which is always good to have. Mm. Um, That's really cool. Where else? We'll take a wee look at some of these. Ooh, mountain village. Yes. Mm. Have a look at the navel. So you've got your little ships, little boaties, little boats, little junks. Oh, very little boaties. Well, that's adorable. <laughs> <laughs> full kit contains mast sail rigging. Yeah, we won't need the full kit. <laughs> that's how that one goes. The religious setup as well. Oh, that's amazing! I love the little shrine. Yeah, and those things like the Tory gates are just mm. like so quintessentially Japanese. Yeah, they Im- they immediately theme whatever you're doing. So if you know, if you had a very kind of rural mm. setting, just a couple of those in would suddenly make it pop, wouldn't they? So. If you're sitting at home with a bunch of historic or fantasy terrain, so hills, trees, and a green mat, you only really need. A gate or a roadside shrine, and you've got you know. Uh, we're in Japan. Uh, you're in Japan. It's a very yeah. quick setup to just yeah. bring you there, and then you can add more stuff over time, so that the more uh, complicated pieces yeah. are more expensive pieces. Yeah. The nice thing about lot, ways. The nice thing about a lot of this stuff as well is that, in in most cases, a, a fair amount of this kind of scenery, obviously, has been designed for that kind of feudal period, mm. but it would work. Very far, very far into kind of like even more modern conflicts as well. I would imagine because I would, I would think a lot of the more at least oh, yeah. rural places wouldn't have changed that much. To be honest, so, but, uh, there's a hotel in Japan that the same family has been running for something like a thousand four hundred years. Same building. Wow, it's, it's just been constantly <laughs> occupied. So, yeah. Um, yeah, take take care awesome. of your your stuff, and it will take care of you. Apparently, yeah. uh, I really but, like these houses. You can have uh, outlaws, outlaws. You, you could put these anywhere in Siberia, presumably. Anyway, yeah. Begin the dry tribes. brushing. <laughs> yes, <laughs> frantic dry brushing. Get a big, but get a big brush. Yeah. I'm gonna kill all those, uh, and go back to my Japanese and have a look at the little teeny tinier ones because they do do a set of. Uh, Fifteen mil as well. If people are in for that scale, you do go quite nicely with the because we looked at some Japanese in fifteen mil, didn't we? A couple we of, did uh, a couple from of weeks a three D printer. Yeah, mm-hmm. last year I think it was. Yeah, mm. those work very nicely with those. Yeah, they're very mm. high highly detailed for fifteen mil as well. No, oh, no, oh, nothing no. in there yet. It's being remastered. So, so yeah. Don't worry, they'll they'll appear eventually. Maybe some of the other stuff we've seen wasn't actually very small pictures. They were just 15 mil things. Far away. <laughs> That's really, I love it when you see it all sort of like set together like that. Mm. So yeah, so there's plenty of uh, 15 mil stuff there if people are, are interested and they seem to be 
extending that line. They've also got a, a six mil section, but uh, it's more of the same, but tinier. Um, yeah. Yeah. So interesting stuff for mm. Japanese. Uh, we didn't get into the sci-fi scatter That's of which nice. there's yeah. some lovely stuff and there's also urban which is more the same so yeah, like yeah. shop stuff again um, it's it's that thing of like you want to try and make a, a lived in tabletop don't you so yeah. having things like these yeah. are great so you get one of the, some of those foreground buildings or something and then you stick these in around them and suddenly yeah. you've got a, a really cool little um skirmishy with, landscape to find with so many games requiring you know relatively dense Train and line of sight blocking and, and that kind and of thing, Stargrave yeah. and stuff like that. If you've got open lines of sight, then you've got one whoever wins first roll gets the game essentially. So, <laughs> yeah. scatter, scatter is great. It's always good to have scatter and it's always good to have weird and wacky things like um, their, their little uh, oh, wheelie walk and grab awesome. oh. yeah. So, it, it, I imagine they do the cargo containers that it would then latch onto to pick up. If oh. not, I'm sure you can find some boxes somewhere. Mm. Lifter dropper. That's very Thunderbirds looking. Isn't it? it oh, is. it's amazingly good. Mm. I mean, it's what everybody in life wants. Comes in parts. Interesting. Man, these are cool. Mm. They that are. Ease, that could be easily be something in Star Wars Star- as well. <laughs> really? I mean, yeah. I mean, those. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> there's, there's two rebels beside it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I was oh, like, "Oh, look, they look like rebels." Yeah, yeah they look like rebels. And then when it's painted grey, all of a sudden it looks very imperial, yeah. especially especially the cockpit. Go, yeah. go, 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 go. That just screams <laughs> at at or you know ATST. Or no, actually, it's very similar to if you cover the back ends. You've just got the front. It's the uh, Lambda class shuttle. Uh, yes, actually. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. that's thank, really neat. Like thank that. you, other Jerry. <laughs> but yeah, so. There you have it. That is um, Oshiro Model mm. Terrain. Uh, well worth checking out if you're interested in anything from the Orient, but also plenty in there for sci-fi, fantasy, and uh, gothic horror fans. I was also going to say, uh, if you've been following our On Tabletop Clips channel, mm. we've actually been putting up the Indies of the Week. I know, we're doing it now. <laughs> We're clipping, those out, we're, we're clipping those out of the shows and we're putting them up on the Clips channel. So if you've missed some from previous weeks, you can go and check them out as well. So awesome Cool in the guy. Mm-hmm. Right, we shall return with the news after these messages. Coming to you from the centre of Northwestern Europe. Covering board games, war games, card games, and all that shit you love. It's the News. <laughs> okay, folks, so... Time for the news, and we're kicking things off with a little bit of the wiki wiki wah wah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, so uh, the folks over at Warcradle Scenics have put together a new bundle of trainers, going to be available from the end of February for the March release over on Wayland Games' store. Uh, so this is the Red Oak Terrain set. Uh, so this is another big bundle of terrain, a little bit like the ones we've seen before, where they did sort of like an industrial zone and a train station, all that kind of thing. You have a big selection of different buildings. All of these will be available separately in the future. I would assume, as is the case with a lot of the stuff they've done. Uh, but this gives you kind of a really awesome sort of Red Oak setting for your games. Uh, so Red Oak in the game of Always Texas 
it's kind of on the frontier somewhere in Arizona and it's kind of very close to a lot of the different factions and so everyone decides to fight over it for control of the the uh the town I picked out a couple of the the uh, buildings as you can see here the ones that I thought added like a really nice narrative element to things mm. all of them do of course but I like the idea that you could have a little jailbreak set up there which is mm. really awesome yeah. there's also the, the one that I really like was the crematorium which I assume does a, roar, does a roaring trade I would imagine mm. <laughs> I, I particularly like Second-hand yes. coffins. Exactly, yes. Oh. Yeah. I like, and like, ask inside for used boots and all that kind of thing. I thought it was very cool. Uh, it's a nice little nod to kind of like the industrial scale of the burning of individuals that I would imagine <laughs> is going on in the Wild West Exodus universe. I can imagine that fairly few, uh, a fair few ovens perhaps blow up as well, mm. considering all the yeah. RX, whatever, like that weird chemical <laughs> that gets introduced into all the systems of all their characters. But, uh, yeah. I'm assuming that bit on the right, just at the back of that porch, is where the body's going, because that looks I would like imagine the, so. yeah. the little... Uh... It's like blockbuster, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But I love that there's just great there's coffins all over the place. It's great. Mm. The other one that I really liked was the cat house. Uh, it's just got this amazing kind of like traditional old school bordello style to it, uh, mm. especially with the kind of that sort of cat motif at the top as well. Yes. It reminds me a lot of kind of like uh, Moulin Rouge style thing as mm. well. So it was really nice. I like the idea that it's actually just a cat house. Yeah. Uh, just like, there, like, uh, like a cat yeah. cafe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah! Like back in the day, it actually was a bordello, but the madam was so annoyed at the amount of work that we haven't done to re to fix it every time gangs came in. She basically just turned it into a massive pet in pet emporium. Mm. Maybe those pets have been, you know, infused with all the wiggly, weird stuff from the world of Wild West Exodus, but... Uh, I, I think that's all they need in the world of Wild West Exodus. Yeah, yeah. Somewhere to go and chill out and play the company. Yeah, exactly. Hey, guys, let's just relax, right? <laughs> As an enlightened guy with no arms. <laughs> Where I cats, I can't pet them now. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, some very cool stuff in there. Uh, there's loads of other bits. There's the saloon in there, which is good for obviously for a little bit of a gunfight. Yeah. Uh, there's the bridges and everything like that. There's lots of scatter terrain too. There's even a, like a little prospector shed and everything. So it's got that real. Nice. Yeah. Oh yeah, that the bridge nice. is really awesome, especially because all this is is like pre-coloured as well. So mm. once you get this, it looks like this. So you just got to stick it together. Oh, oh, that bridge in particular, that. it has that kind of wrought iron feel to it. Yeah. I think it's really mm. awesome. um, very Victorian almost as well. Actually. Um, but yeah, a really awesome little set there. Um, obviously, very good for Wild West Texas. Would also be really good for Mythos as well uh, mm. if you were diving because yeah. that's all the same scale. You could change things on the signs if you wanted to, or you could just do some Mythos adventures in you know the middle of the West, Far West. Mm. Or Malifaux. Uh, oh yes, Malifaux oh, would be okay. amazing for this. Set this up on the frontier somewhere as well. So we've got yeah. some of this in the studio, and it's different mm -hmm. colors. Does that is there a, a color selection? Or I'm not entirely sure. That'd be interesting because I know the cat house we have is blue. Oh, there you go. So it may be the case. That I think we may have I, just have got. I saw some of them. I saw some of them, and they were taking. familiar. So maybe it was some pre-colored stuff from previous, from back in the day. But yeah, uh, but yeah, oh, yeah. Some very cool bits well, pieces. Anyway. Time will tell. If you don't, if you don't have a blue one, unlucky, you can always repaint it. <laughs> <laughs> no, that is good though. I love the way that they have come already painted because it's literally a get of get it, put your MDF together, and it's on the table ready. And there's no faffing around. So if you're not keen on painting up some terrain, it's a good route to go. Definitely, definitely ready to go. Sticking with the Wild West, though. From the Wild West further into the Ooh. Wild West. Um, our Tales Orient games, the people behind the Witcher RPG and Cyberpunk RPG, they're gearing up to release Haunted West through distribution. So Haunted West is published by Darker Hue Studios and they're going to be working with our Tales Orient games to bring the title further to players worldwide. So if you've not heard of the Haunted West, 
the RPG is huge, okay? Mm-hmm. So it places players in a post-American Civil War world, expanding what if um, within the time period. So players are going to be venturing out to explore as reconstruction has flourished. So as players do go into the world, they'll be exploring a world of opportunities that's only capped by their imagination. So this game specifically provides a voice to those who may have faltered on passing on their stories throughout history. So focusing on providing a voice for minorities who were whitewashed in American history. So as you can imagine, if this is deemed by the player's adoration, the RPG can be taken down so many different routes. So it really does stand the question, how weird do you like your Western? Um, Dark, you have said, the opportunities are wide. So you can rustle cattle as a Chinese drover while keeping dinosaurs at bay. You can combat a legion of undead monsters, an indigenous gunslinger, or travel the Oregon Trail as a Jewish homesteader while being haunted by spectres who have perished along the way. So what this really does prove is that history can be written, rewritten at your table and going down the route in whatever way it takes you. So as I said, It is huge. The core book is 800 pages, so it contains a ridiculous amount of historical context and information spanning all the way back to the prehistoric area and up to the last stagecoach robbery. Oh, wow. (laughs) So there's a lot of content inside. Uh, There's different alternative options of development after the Civil War. So there's an introduction to magic, mechanics, monsters, adventures, city building options, and a really diverse uh, character creation. Oh, you want to see more? There's aliens. There's aliens. (laughs) Um, But uh, it uses the Ouroboros system, uh, so just having your D100 to hand. But um, if you do prefer your books digital and you don't want to wait, um, there is a digital version on Drive-Thru RPG if you want to get started and download the core book. Uh, There's a ton of resources on there as well, so you can get your free downloadable character sheets and a couple of settings as well to add into the mix. But if you do really, really, really want goods now, uh, you can go over where Jerry is at the moment to the Darker Hue Studios store and get hold of that. Um, Just because we've just spoken about Wild West Exodus, if you do want to play your RPGs incorrectly, as Jerry said, uh, Wild West Exodus miniatures would really fit in theme with this, especially. So if you want to take your characters into a wider adventure, I'm sure Enlightened and even the Greys would have something to say about it in uh, this story. Yeah. yeah. So hopefully, yeah. yeah. I know people really like the likes of Deadlands and stuff. Um, people really enjoyed those uh, those role playing games. Yeah. So I think it'd be fun to see people dive in and play something a little bit different from. Yeah. Do cool. you say it was kickstarted? Was it? It was. It was kickstarted a couple of years ago. It was. Um, but it's now hopefully now that Artel Zora Games have got it uh, for distribution. Wider distribution. We can yeah. see it a bit wider and can hear more about the title. So fingers crossed. You'll I feel haunted west RPG over to your FLTS. Feel bad for that gadgeteer. Why? Well, anybody who's seen The Rocketeer will know that without some form of navigation fin, they're just going to take off. Oh, yeah, that's Cartwheel fair. through the air and then smash into a mountain. <laughs> that top hat will not save you. There's not aerodynamic enough. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah. but yeah, it does sound like a lot of fun. And I hope I hope that we can see this a lot more around the place and it's not just confined to uh, Darker Hughes' website. 800 pages is a mammoth. Yeah, the amount of uh, historical context that's embedded in it is ridiculous and Mm. you can create what you want to create. Interesting stuff. There's one for RPG nuts out there. Mm -hmm. Always good to have source books, even if you're not planning on using the rule system. (laughs) You can just, you know. Collect them. Source, source books are great. That's what I do. I've got all, yeah. I've got all these books. <laughs> you never yeah. know when down the line you're going to turn around and go, you know what, I, I fancy 
playing X, Y, or Z, and maybe uh, you've got a source book sitting there, and then you can just cobble another rule set into it. Yes. So it's it's kind of like 5e in reverse. Get the source books for 5e and then use a decent system with it. Mm. Anyway. Very good idea. Where are we off to next? I think Benjamino is going to tell us all about uh, The Song of Ice and Fire. Yes. Uh, so The young of Song of Ice and Fire, which will never end, because <laughs> he'll never write it. Uh, but if you want to fight out your own version of the battle for Westeros, uh, then you'll be very happy to know that the Stark and Lannisters are getting their own starter sets now nice. uh, from Seamon. So previous to this, uh, they were only available as part of the uh, combined two-player starter set um, for uh, Song of Ice and Fire. This, well, these two new boxes, sorry, uh, sort of give you a whole bunch of new characters with new sculpts, which is really cool. Updated sculpts kind of match everything else that's out there at the moment, uh, alongside everything else you need to play. So you get the rule book, you get the terrain. Uh, in A Song of Ice and Fire, a lot of the terrain is based just flat terrain, really. You also get tokens, you get the tactics board to the side as well. You get all the cards you need for all your various units, and you also get a set of themed dice as well. Um, for those who haven't played the uh, Song of Ice and Fire game, I kind of poo-pooed it when it first came out, but I was wrong. <laughs> I, I have since played it, and I really like the kind of dual game that you play within it, because you have the battle on the tabletop, yeah. Uh, between the forces of, for example, the Starks led by Rob and all that kind of thing, gets Jamie Lannister. But then to the side of it, you have the tactics yeah. board where all the people play around in the background. So you've got like Tyrion and... Your politics. Uh, yeah, they're all politicking, politicking around. Uh, and that kind of influences the way that the battle works out as well. So it's a really nice sort of like dual system that works together very nicely as a, as a whole. And the the one doesn't sort of supersede the other, which I think is really nice. It all feels very, very well well balanced. And obviously... They've been expanding this over the years and there's lots of different factions for you to dive into and play as. But perhaps if you were looking at the game now and you're thinking, oh, I don't really want to buy the big set because I only want one of the forces. Well, now you can pick either the Lannisters or the Starks and nice. take them to battle on the tabletop. There's also Baratheons, Greyjoys. Greyjoys look very, very cool nowadays. Uh, there's loads <laughs> of stuff for um, Daenerys' forces as well, which is really cool. Uh, you've, you've basically got everything that you could want for uh, A Song of Ice and Fire right now. Although a lot of people have been going, where are the Golden Company? Give me the Golden Company. I want the Golden Company. Where's the Golden Company? So I would assume Seamon are listening and maybe we'll see the Golden Company soon. So I think <laughs> they ran into the problems, did they not, when the leader of the Golden Company was killed by Deadpool? Well, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I went wrong then. Those aren't the same sculpts that came in the original box. No, yeah. So they're they're all different. Uh, so they've been redone and updated, which is really cool. They've also, I think, the car starks in there are like a new addition to this starter mm. set because oh, I don't think they were in the original set. Because uh, I know you had Umber. I think I think you had Umber in the initial. That they've released. Yeah, you had Umber and you had um, the Sworn Swords. The Sworn Swords, yeah. So they've added, and obviously the the, the new sculpts for Rob and Grey Wind yeah. and Catelyn and everything like that. So they've definitely come back to this thing mm -hmm. on like, right, we'll definitely explode this and, and give you a few more options and things. Yeah, so it's really and cool. it's the same for the Lannisters. They're yeah. also different sculpts. I will also say these boxes. Um, oh. Not necessarily just the starter boxes here, but mm. the individual boxes that you can get for Simon are very, very, very good for other games. I know a lot of people who have picked up a lot of the uh, Night's Watch stuff mm -hmm. to use for Rangers of Shadow Deep um, because the Rangers in that are amazing. Mm. Also, some of the bigger creatures they do. So they've done the dragons, obviously, for Daenerys, but they've, they've done the big giants as well. So if you want to throw some really badass giants into your games, you've got those there. They're just slightly bigger than 28 mil. So they're like 32 mil ish, most of these are. 
slightly bigger and chunkier, but they, that means that they, they should still fit into a lot of very heroically proportioned games. Hmm. So even if you're not going to play a Song of Ice and Fire with them, you could use them for Kings of War, um, Ninth Age, or whatever you wanted really as well. They're so. very good for Varengur and Northern Alliance Huskarls if you're planning yes. on using Umber Hulks and um, Night's Watch. Just, yes. just saying, yeah. FYI. <laughs> <laughs> Go get those wildlings. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. Definitely not. That would be the worst thing that you could do. Yeah. You know nothing, Jerry. <laughs> what can I say? Let's let's say nothing and just move on. Uh, but we'll, we'll stick in the, the frozen north uh, and go for a bit of a chill. Oh, that was good, Jerry. That was like smooth. It. That was smooth. I don't know about you guys, but I can't wait to attend events again and actually go outside. Now the world seems to be going back to normal. Um, Chillcon's coming back for 2022. And there's already a ton of stuff to get excited about if you're looking to attend this year. So I've spoken to Steve, who's coordinator of the event, to see what's coming up Mm. and what's going to be happening. So on the Saturday, the 20th of August, Chillcon's going to be taking place in Sheffield. So it's proven to be a chilled con environment, uh, rich in hobby goodness, with entry for only a so if you're up to do a bit of shopping to add to your pile of shame, uh, there will be a ton of publishers and creators in attendance. Uh, pile of potential free. Pile, <laughs> sorry, I forgot we changed that. That was too negative, wasn't it? Yeah. Far too negative. Uh, Warlord Mantic plus loads of indie publishers are confirmed in attendance. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're going to bring their newest and hottest projects to showcase at Chillcon. If you like to try before you buy, there is a demo zone available as well. There's publishers providing a chance to play trust new and upcoming and unreleased titles. So if you want to get stuck into a bit of competition as well, there's going to be a painting competition that's free to enter with loads of prizes to be claimed for showcasing your skills. If you're looking for a bit of advice on your technique and want to check in in some artists in the world of wargaming, Chillcom's hosting their hobby clinic this year. So there's going to be home to industry painters for you to go and mooch and pick their brains. So they've confirmed there's going to be some Forge World painters, Golden Damon winners, along with some commission painters to share in their knowledge. Um, so like most conventions, there's going to be an exclusive mini for this one and Boudica, Boudicia, Boudicia, everybody says it. Well, I, I probably am the only one who probably says it different. Let's be well, well, it was Boudicia whenever I was at school. I believe yeah. it's been changed. Boudicia now. Boudicia. Yeah. Um, Boudicia. Oh, Fritz. Boudicia. <laughs> uh, Boudicia is going to be the Chillcon uh, 2022 event mini. So if you do want to have this one uh, amongst your swag, uh, make sure you do pre-order your ticket to guarantee that she's going to be in mm. there. So and, and that's a Steve. If you see him when you're at Chilcon, go and give him a hug. <laughs> He's responsible for this madness. He is, he is the responsible one. But there's loads going on. If you don't just want to stay within the walls and go shopping and whatnot, there is the Viking Villages available. They'll be performing all day. And if you do want to restore your hunger and health, there is a medieval tavern as well. And don't worry, because it is in the UK, They've made it very clear that there is somewhere to restock your cup of tea, so don't panic. Oh, cool. <laughs> um, if you do pre-order a ticket to attend, there's also there's different ways that you can. So if you want to just get the ticket to attend, you can do that as well. But if you want to dip into swag bag options, they contain products from publishers that are taking part in the event. So you could pay 30 quid for a smaller one, which contains double the amount what's in the bag, and you get your ticket along with it as well. Um, or if you wanted to go for the bigger one, which is £100, you get all of that, 
plus two starter sets inside it as well, plus yeah. obviously your entry to 100 British pounds. So that is quite cool. So if you are uh, just literally going there to mooch and talk to publishers, talk to people, and you don't want to spend all your time shopping, the swag bag might be a good idea. But it is cool to see that events opening up once again, and I'm quite mm. excited to see it all happen. Very oh, cool. Definitely. And it's not that old a convention. I remember no, yeah. seeing it sort of kick off four years ago. Mm. What year is this? Four years ago, I think it was. It's still no one knows what year it is. But I remember popping up on Kings of War Fanatics. Um, as, yeah, you know, yeah, sort of yeah. going. I'm going to be doing this little convention, and and it um, it seems to have caught on well in the area. Uh, so plenty of games, plenty of of other. Hobbies. We need we need more of them in the north. So. Yes. Yeah, that is the way to go. Um, I imagine it'll be what. Yorkshire tea, just Yorkshire tea. <laughs> <Nothing> <laughs> no Tenley, no Nambari, none of that. No. no. Just Yorkshire tea. Oh, Otherwise, no. you'll get a visit. If from you ask Sheffield's for Grey, you get escorted from the building. Okay, <laughs> the Vikings will escort you out. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Well, there you are. So, Saturday, the 20th of August, yeah. plenty of time um, to book the time off work or phone in sick. Uh, <laughs> it's on a Saturday, so you don't even need to. Well, unless you work Saturdays. Unless you work Saturdays, phone in sick. <laughs> I need a day to chill. Yeah. Got I have flu. a chill at the con. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Right. <sighs> Bushido then. Oh yes. Another visit to Japan and the Orient. Mm. Well, yeah, we couldn't we couldn't go without talking about this new star set that has been sort of rumored. Uh, mm-hmm. So GCT Studios have uh, been working on Bushido for a very long time. We talk about Bushido quite a lot as kind of like a very awesome underground hit. Mm. 35 millimeter models. Uh, they did a lot of stuff in metal. They do some things in resonance things now as well. Uh, but there's a new star set coming up, which is very, very cool. Um, they've kind of done this as like a little tiny narrative box. Um, so you get in the set, Kiyazumi Hinadori and Hozumi Koga. Uh, and they are a pair of lovers. They grew up in the same village, but they never knew each other. But when they became adults, they fell madly in love. However, in true Shakespearean style, they were at the head of two different noble houses that were constantly warring. And so they have found themselves on either side of the conflict, even though they don't want to, they just love each other. Two houses <laughs> both alike in dignity, Ben. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> Uh, and so that is the setting for this new starter set. You're going to get these two models within it, uh, as you can see down below. Very cool. It's the lady on the far left and the man on the far right looking very swagalicious. Mm-hmm. Um, but included within the box as well, you also Sorry. get a whole bunch of the... <laughs> what? <laughs> swagalicious. It's a thing. I was going to congratulate you on your pronunciation of their names, but now I'm not. Because you are down with that swagalicious comment. <laughs> swagalicious. It's swag that is delicious. Okay. No, no, no. That's fine. Anyway. No, no. Yeah. So the set comes with uh, all the diff- loads of different models in it. All of them are going to be Ronin. So that means that they can be used across every single one of the different factions within the game. So even if you have an existing Bushido force or maybe a handful of models, maybe you collect the Cult of Yuri, for example, who are, with all their undead weirdness, mm. you can add these two into that if you want to. They have obviously their own separate rules, which is pretty cool. But when they come together as a force, they get their own star-crossed lovers rule uh, that comes into play, which means that each of them plays off the other and it's very much better at what they did mm. on the tabletop, which is really cool. So you can actually start off perhaps with them at either end of a narrative spectrum and then towards the end bring them together into a large crescendous fight for their noble houses and everything like that. Very cool indeed. Um, 
as well as that, we've also mm-hmm. seen some preview spots coming up uh, from Bushido over the next couple of weeks. Yeah. Uh, so we have a whole whole bunch of previews of new characters as well, which is very cool. Oops, I've just opened the wrong thing. <laughs> there we go. Uh, I just need to remember their names. That's the... <laughs> there we go. So yes, uh, we've got a whole bunch of them here. So you've got G- Jinichi here, who is a very cool fellow uh, with some very awesome sort of like chain style weapons mm-hmm. with hooks and blades on the end Oof. of them. Very awesome little ninja fellow. Okay, like uh, actually... exactly. Yeah, he, he can also employ poisons and things to take down his enemies. So even if he doesn't kill them in battle, perhaps they'll die afterwards. Stuff which is very cool. There's also Satu Satu Togai. Uh, who again has a very awesome, I think chains seem to be the theme. Uh, so he's got a big sort of like uh, almost nunchuck style nunchuck. weapon. Yeah. yeah, with big, huge balls on the end of it as well. He also wears flame-resistant armor, as apparently is the way by the Satu clan. Sure. So you can you can imagine him in kind of like a, a sort of very cinematic moment, sort of striding through the fire as his uh, entire Sp- dojo is burning down or something. Oh. I yeah, thought you were going to say spinning his massive balls. Spinning his massive <laughs> balls through the fire, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, there's also Musa as well. Uh, so he's a little bit of a pirate. Uh, mm-hmm. So he comes with a whole bunch of different blades on his person to stab at you. He also has the rend abilities. So when he stabs you, you can cut through your armor and do extra damage, which is very cool. There's also one of my favorites as well. There's Botan, who is uh, the definition of a, of a fiery fellow. Mm. Um, he is a monk who has mastered the elements. And so he can beat you up with his, with his fists. But if that doesn't work, he'll just set you on fire, which I, I think seems you know legitimate, right? That's a good tactic. Help, help my monks on fire. Exactly. Please send yeah, a new yeah. one. Yeah. Icy fighter. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, that's really all, nice. It is really cool. Yeah, and the thing is as well, like a lot of people will see these renders and go, oh, mm. but that's not a real model. Mm. The guys at GCT Studios are very, very good at what they do, and most of the time, these will actually look even better than the <laughs> renders in Fanatic. I mean, there you go. Well, I mean, I mean you, you can, you can see what they've done with that. Yeah. Oh, S- swirling yeah. madness of smoke and death just wow. amazing stuff you know so. that's why you should never read latin out loud mm, ever. Yes, stuff like that happens yeah. <laughs> there's also satsuko uh who is a sort of background support character for your group mm-hmm. uh, she can mani- manipulate key in the game uh so um the whole sort of thing is that the game sort of revolves around key that's kind of like for use of action points and your abilities and that kind of thing yeah she can generate more for, for your for your warband and mean that characters can take extra actions she can sort of power them up and do um more abilities and all that kind of thing as well so there's a really nice section of different models this isn't all of them there's mm-hmm. loads more coming out over the next couple of weeks for bushido this definitely seems like it's going to be kind of like the year to play Bushido <laughs> and dive into their game because obviously if that star set's coming out that's a great way to sort of dive in and play the game and, and have fun with it and uh, maybe sort of play something a little bit different than you've potentially seen before so yeah because it does fantasy and everything in a very different yeah. way which yeah. is cool so yeah. I really like the um, characterization on the faces mm. of the people yes mm-hmm. yeah There's they're very good at capturing personality stuff. yeah personality in the, the sculpt yeah mm-hmm. The other thing I, I would say is, sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say, I remember seeing them. Uh, was it Salute we went to see them or was it UK Games Expo? I still feel like uh, I'm in the same year. One it two. was uh, yeah. one of the two. They were the, the amount of miniatures that they had from all different oh, yeah. types of factions. Yeah. It's such a diverse title. Yeah. They've must, have been, must have been UK Games Expo because if I'd have spotted them, I'd have been all over them. Like, <laughs> and I didn't do that yeah. interview. So, for, the, for those people that are like, oh, these all look very like normal. Mm. They do some really awesome things with the Koreans. So yeah, there's the there's the cranes. There's all the Tengu from the Tengu Dissension. Mm. There's these really awesome guys called the Savage Wave, oh. which are kind of like goblins and oni, uh, but from 
sort of inspired by Japanese and Chinese folklore and stuff mm-hmm. as well. So they've really dived in and sort of plumbed the depths of what that can offer. And it's a very, very interesting and diverse game uh, that is, as I say, very narratively driven as well. So well worth a look if you haven't Sweet. seen it before. Sweet so. to the beat. And rounding out the news, we have some GW pieces. Yes. That's a surprise. <laughs> it's almost as if the train keeps on trucking. Wait, mm. that doesn't work. The train keeps on rolling and the truck keeps on trucking. Yeah. Is it, is it, is it Space Marines this week, Ben? It is Space Marines, but it's the evil kind of Space Marines. <laughs> so all Space Marines. No. <laughs> so um, so uh, the uh, newest sort of previews for Kill Team Nackbund came out because everyone was wondering what the Corsair Void Scard were going to be going up against. Everyone had thought that maybe it was going to be Chaos Cultists, but it mm-hmm. turns out that it's this new uh, Chaos Space Marine set. Um, so this, is, this isn't this is entirely different from the Chaos Space Marines that we've seen before. Uh, a lot of the components remain the same. However, they do come with like upgraded components for these. So you've got lots of things like alternative heads. You've got a very, very happy fellow there. I oh, am um, really happy to be there. He really is. With the single <laughs> horn, though. Yeah. He should really have been a Nurgle Marine of some description, because yeah, that would explain the happiness. He's he's just been told he's employee of the month. Yeah. <laughs> hey! Uh, but yeah, so so this set comes with bits like that, like the, the different head options and the weapons and things, allowing you to make a much more of a diverse force um, of Chaos Space Marines. Obviously, this is kind of flowing into the, uh, what they've done uh, with previous kill team sets where you kind of had a very unique one and then one that was kind of like a sort of an upgrade to an, uh, an existing kit which is exactly what they did with the the uh, pathfinders before this for the town um but then this then means that when you build your kill team you'll build around these specializations so rather than you just kind of looking at your initial setup of space marines for example and taking mm-hmm. you know a, a, a squad Sure. And that's more or less it. This allows you to be a lot more specialized. I think they're probably looking to try and make Kill Team into a little bit more like what Warcry is, where you have very distinct and different warbands that you pick right. up. So you, if you pick up Chaos Space, means you kind of effectively get this box, and that's the best way to start kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It obviously it makes a little bit more sense, at least later down the line, uh, from a monetary standpoint for the gamer i guess because you just buy that box rather than having to buy lots of different things to build your kill team um these are all coming together as part of kill team knack fund which is going to be the new set that comes out in the next couple of weeks mm-hmm. uh we'll talk about a uh, new codex coming up in a second mm-hmm. but i would assume this will be a, a couple of weeks down the line from that uh this is going to come with obviously as i said the corsair void scard who are the new um eldari force alongside the cast space rings you also get all of that mechanicus terrain as well uh, most of this i think is is existing terrain um, that's been out in previous sets and stuff that's just been repurposed for this one. But this also comes with new rules for playing within this sector mm-hmm. uh, and Nackland. So uh, you'll see that there's, like, there's some really cool like hatches and stuff within that set. Yeah. So they've designed this so that like your characters can leap down to different hatches and pop up from other ones and all that kind of thing. So they've nice. tried to make the terrain very sort of like interactive. Mario. You can, you can do a Mario. <laughs> yes. And, and green Mario. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, or, except it's Mario with a bolt gun and he just yeah. kills Bowser but yeah so <laughs> Xenos scum oh my god that means that like Yoshi could be a cold one 
Yes, yes, good. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Now, where does Toad live? Toad is in Orc. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, Toad's in Orc, yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, but yeah, so if you're interested in uh, a little bit more Kill Team, this mm-hmm. is going to be coming up in the next couple of weeks. Um, as I say, well, as I've said previously, when we talked about Games Workshop releases, especially when they're in these larger box sets, if you don't think if you don't think that you want all of it, just wait. Uh, all of this stuff will be available later on, as they've done with previous sets. It all comes out separately in different boxes in the future. If you and a friend want to dive in and play Kill Team together, then that's probably the best way to do this. Split the box, take both of them, share the terrain painting, all that kind of thing. Mm. Um, but yeah, don't don't worry that you're not going to be able to get something because obviously, as I've said, things like the Corsair Void Scard are going to be in the new codex and everything, so they're going to be in a separate box later. Just just wait if you want to. So yeah, there we go. Um, but if you're like me and you can't wait, <laughs> there is also the news of a new codex coming out for the Eldari. So it is, well, it was leaked. <laughs> it was leaked endlessly over the last couple of days. Uh, but the new codex Eldari is coming out this weekend for pre-order. I'll probably, well, I have to buy one. Um, so yes, I'll be buying one of these so that I can play my games of 40k. Uh, it is 200 pages, so Oof. it's. I think it's just a little bit smaller than the Chaos Space Marine Codex, right. which is pretty crazy, but it comes with rules for not just the Eldari, uh, sorry, the Azuyani, mm. who are part of the Eldari, <laughs> but also the Harlequins and the Yanari as well. So many sure. E's. Um, <laughs> you know that meme of Homer when he's like lying on the floor and he's just running in a circle? <laughs> yeah. That's what Ben was doing when he yes. seen this. Yeah, I was like, it's a, it's coming. I, I almost went, it's a me. But yeah, I'm still on Marion the Brain. So yes, this is going to come with uh, all the rules for playing as a bunch of different craft worlds. So all of the typical ones that you would have expected. Altansa, which is kind of like a fan favorite um, craft world, is actually going to be included in the next issue of White Dwarf. So uh, if you want Altansa with their very lovely um, sort of like wine-colored armor and stuff, uh, then you can find the rules for them in the White Dwarf that's coming up. Mm, I've heard of but, them. Yeah. What, sorry? What was that? Never heard of them. Oh, <laughs> to, be, to, to be honest, John, I'd never heard of them either until yeah. people were like, oh my God, Altansa. And I was like, I should wiki what this is. <laughs> that's the wrong way to say Oathway, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Only proper fighters the Eldar have. Well, that's true, yes. yeah. They, they do look particularly badass in this new edition of the mm-hmm. game, by the way. So, uh, but anyway. Um, Yes, so this book will contain all of the rules for all those different factions that I mentioned. I'm not going to go through them again. Mm. Uh, you're also going to get all of the sort of breakdown of stratagems and all the powers and everything like that. Big important thing, Eldritch Storm is back and it's amazing. You're going to want to buy some Farseers. <laughs> However, we also have some new models. Um, so uh, we've got Morgan Ra, who we talked about previously when he was um, revealed at one of the big previews. Mm. Looking very cool, looking very metal. We've also got the Dark Reapers. I should point out he's not actually in metal. <laughs> he's he's no. in plastic. But we've also got the Dark Reapers here. They do have alternative head options. Some of them have got like the hoods, for example, for the, the Exarch and things. I quite like the kind of like targeted fins and those kind of skull helmets. I think they look pretty cool. I, if you I want like, to change them, just green I stuff. Like, them. Yeah. I like the meme of the, the, the Dark Reapers just looking like they have a little bit of a smile going on. Yes. <laughs> just, a tiny, just a little bit. I'm okay it's with just a I little do. bit of a grin. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you're dead. <laughs> you are definitely screwed me. Uh, you've also got the release of the um, Eldari Guardians as well. So the new Guardian kit is going to be available, uh, which comes with options to not just make Guardian Defenders, as you see here, but also the Storm Guardians. Weirdly talking of Ulthway. Mm. Uh, so the Storm Guardians are going to be in there as well. They're going to have an option to make the Serpent Shield uh, weapon platform. 
So um, they get that as opposed to a big gun, which kind of allows them to get into combat a lot quicker, which is very cool. Well, without dying anyway. Yep. Um, and then there's also going to be the new dual pack of Warlocks as well. So these are going to be plastic too. And they're basically getting rid of all of the metal and fine cast stuff that's pre- that's been there in the past and replacing it with plastic, which is only a good thing. That's what that's what gets your Storm Guardians into combat. Well, yes. yes. What, one of them. <laughs> None of the shield nonsense. One of yeah, those yeah. guys behind them. Exactly. Stealthy yeah. way up. Uh, but yeah, some really awesome new uh, Warlocks there as well. Uh, I'm still not overly sold on the whole kind of unhelmeted Eldar thing. But, no, you just get uh, shot in the face. Yeah. yeah, well, but, yeah. Uh, I, I think in general, I think a lot of the new sculpts are great. For those people who are like, I can't believe that they didn't release everything else and turn everything else into plastic. Well, there are still months of the year and time. I'm true. sure they will do it because in no way does Games Workshop want to have an army that is plastic metal and fine cast. They will mm-hmm. get around to make them in plastic eventually. So like, if you're like me and you want plastic swooping hawks, then they will be coming, hopefully, possibly. <laughs> They'll be right behind the crate, won't they? Yeah. Right behind the crate. <laughs> 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 oh, yeah. So, yeah, some uh, some great stuff there for uh, Eldari players like me uh, coming up this weekend. Mm. So, yeah. These... Are you getting these? The world's no, eye hurting dice. You will not Why lose not? those. I really like them, but they are going to be ridiculously expensive. Um, well, yeah. I think. I think last time someone had put these dice out, they were twenty pounds for a yeah. set. So it's a pound uh, of dice. So yeah. if you had, if you had the Codex, which is going to be probably around thirty pounds, <laughs> buy from your friendly local gaming stores or on t- or store it on tabletop, people, because <laughs> we are way cheaper than Games Workshop. Um, if, if you were just buying them, you know, retail from Games Workshop, that's 50 quid for some dice in a book, which is absurd. Huh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I probably will get the data cards later on down the line because they are very, very useful, those ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll probably just buy some dice from Etsy because there's some really good custom 40K dice on Etsy. Yeah. Don't let anybody know that I told you that. But yeah, there are, there are good ones. You've just said it publicly, Ben. <laughs> Damn it. Right, you'll be fine. <laughs> I can't be a spy. <laughs> yes. uh, there's also uh, the triumvirate is going to be split up into individual models as well. Oh, so, so you don't have to get all three then? Yeah, so instead of having to pay like 50 quid or whatever it was for the big box set, you can mm-hmm. buy each of them individually now, which is fantastic. This is really good for converters and, and people that like kit bashing. I know a lot of people already want to turn that into like a proper Dark Eldar model. Mm. A lot of people want to use it in uh, Daughters of Cain as well for um, Age of Sigma. Yeah. Just... My favourites, the, uh, the Vizark actually, which is the second one. I think this guy is really badass and would look amazing as a, an Autark. I think he'd be fantastic. Covered in soul stones. Soul gems as well, which is very cool. The only, but, the only weird thing is, why has this helmet got ears? How does he get his ears <laughs> into the ear holes on the helmet? <laughs> Do you have he to align them? He has to wiggle. Just, <laughs> it's a vacuum pack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sucks them in. Oh, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Well, we can move um, on from him now. Yeah, there's also the the Incarn as well, Incarni as well. So that's wow. the... Um, very Age of Sigmar, isn't it? But it is actually weirdly, yeah. But uh, it's the incarnation of the spirit of death within the god of death, sorry, within the Eldar society. Uh, so you've obviously got the new Elf, they've got the new avatar. Screaming Sanashi. You see that on the tabletop, mm-hmm. kill it. If you're not oh, yeah. up there and you see yeah. that, definitely kill it. 100% it, it, kill it. It is, it is as close to being chaotic as you could come without being chaotic, I guess. With, but, yeah. Without being chaotic. Bloody yeah. chaos. Look at that horn. <laughs> kill it. Exactly. Kill it and smash it. Spirit stones, smash them. Maybe the space moves were right. No, no, they weren't. No. <laughs> but yes, some very cool stuff there for the Eldari. 
Uh, and if you're diving into Kill Team, some options there as well. So lots of things coming up this weekend and in the future for Warhammer 40,000. Uh, there are also rumours in the future of even more interesting mm. things coming up, including Horus Heresy. Mm. Horus Heresy Plastic Stars said. Mm. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Like, yes, we will. <laughs> That's for another day. Right now, we're going to take a quick swish. And when we come back, have a look at some 3D printing. Okay, so we're back. We're going to be taking a look at some 3D printing, and it's been found by Free. I have. I have been uh, looking through the scopes of my mini factory um, over the last couple of weeks. And uh, if you have been watching XLBS, uh, you know that I've been building a table from Moonstone at the minute. So in my mind, I thought of a forest, and I wanted to provide a fortitude of natural-looking houses and trees that I had in my head I find that there's a lot of old houses that have got stonework into them and I couldn't find exactly what I wanted so if you use my mini factory you know that it can be difficult to find what you want and I stumbled across a shop owned by someone called Fabio and it blew my mind so it's only a small one but but by small <laughs> this is it this is the shop this is the one it's glorious oh, isn't it yeah. you need a fan <laughs> This is the one. This is the shop. So it's only small. <laughs> yes. 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 It's only small. Um, but they're, um, by small, I mean, wow, uh, there is a lot of stuff inside it. They may not look like there's a lot, but you can get hold of a whole table's worth uh, for a fantasy village. There's a lot of fantasy stuff in here. Um, I think I paid roughly about £47 for so much terrain mm -hmm. that will fill up more than I possibly need it for. So all of these are really natural looking stuff, stuff that you would find in the middle of a forest. You have got taverns, you have got wi uh, wizard towers, you have got natural elements to add in place. That wizard tower at the back, I am trying That's to That's amazing. It's huge. Mm. Um, and they are very, very unique and I haven't seen anything like this as of yet. And I just, I fell in love with it really. And they've been printing nice. I mean, I had a mistake on my 3D printer. I screwed up, not it. But I've been printing them on a 0.4 on my uh, Saturn. And they've just been coming out as gorgeous. So this is, I don't know if you can see it. This is one that failed, but it's it's been... Um, They've been coming out clear. I need to figure out how to work my 3D printer to start it from this point rather than start again. <laughs> Otherwise, I will end up throwing my 3D printer at some point. Uh, but as well as the uh, the tree village, uh, they have got, well, inside. That tree village alone, that one at the back, has got houses inside it, shops. It's got the blip. These are all coming up in, you have to build them in pieces as well. So they're like a puzzle almost. So you've... Uh, you give oh, wow. loads of different items that you need to print, and then you'll start to stack them up, put them together with loads of bolts. And a pig driven sawmill. That's what I'm looking at. Yeah, <laughs> that's adorable, isn't it? I really like the um, just like the centre building. I don't know what I don't know what. If you what go it, on yeah, that 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 sort of that wheel underneath it is amazing. I love that kind of idea. That's if you go on show that. more mm. on the left there on the right there, Jerry. Free's just figured out that she doesn't know her left and right. Um, there will be loads. You can click on them, and that's oh, what's included. Okay. Oh. So do, do we know which one the thing is? What one are you looking at? Oh, whatever the thing with the twiddly wheel at the bottom. <laughs> I 
Oh well, that looks cool anyway. Let's just that's <laughs> the one with the twiddly wings. That's the Academy of Sciences, is it? Is that the fortress? It's the fortress. <sighs> Got like a little bal- like a baluster or something at the top of it, is it as well? Yeah. But they're all they're not. What I loved about these, they are quite grim looking. They're quite dark looking, um, and there's so much that you could do with it because they have that middle ground of dark and whimsy embedded as well. <laughs> Uh, they're all scaled up for 28 mil as well. So uh, there is a couple of pictures that you can see just how big these are compared to. Uh, on the natural elements one, you can see uh, the picture next to 28 mil and uh, these terrain in particular. But as well as the tree village, you have got a ton of other stuff as mm. well to put in, as well as a fishing village. Um, was this one? It's the airship. The airship airship so there you go. All your different pieces put together. Uh, no got, support. Uh, they've got a very like. I, I know you said sort of like you, you said sort of a Henson look to them mm. almost, kind yes. of like a labyrinth and. Yeah. Feel. I think that they'd look really good with um, the Hagglethorn Hollow stuff. Yeah, that, from um, print scenery. Uh, is it oh, printable scenery? Is it? Tabletop Troubadour do them. Oh, and printable scenery also sell them as well. Yeah, but the tabletop Troubadour stuff—they they look really fantastic. Oh, it's got the lock component. See, oh, that's, cool. that's what it is. That's what I mean by puzzle. I couldn't really say yeah. that correctly, but uh, they're very puzzle. Like I've been overwhelmed by the quality of the downloads, so I'm making my way through paint in the Tree Village um, mm. on my Saturn at the minute. As I said, one point four and zero point four, and they're printing very very nice. Uh, tried some of the natural elements so far, um, which are giant mushrooms and trees. But the, the Wizard's Tower is what blows my mind the most, um, but it's going to take quite a lot of time to build. The thing that's quite nice about those as well is that because they're so, like they've been designed to be sort of like knobbly and weird, even if you do get some like printing errors here and there, yeah. it won't really matter. <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs> you just put some texture paint over it or, you know, play around with it a little bit and you'll have something. Uh, I mean, that's just insane. <laughs> that's weird, isn't it? And that's a wee man. That's a wee man behind the giant spider rows that are pulling the giant skull caravan. It's not free as I thought I would say today. Yeah. <laughs> but it is tiny, tiny in comparison. They are huge, these. It's, but they are very, very well priced as well, which I've found. And yeah, yeah, since yeah. I've found, I've been printing a ton, it does all add up and you get the odd little bit here and there that's just ah four quid that doesn't matter but when it comes to buying when you see something i love for example wow. with a tree village i've just for what it works out it's well worth it that I giant would, woolly mammoth is towing a village i i would use this alongside the stuff from twilight you know the twilight mm, uh, the yeah. world of twilight i think this yeah, would be amazing yeah. for it wow that's really cool. <laughs> they are very, very interesting. There's just so much going on in each. I feel like every single yeah. terrain piece tells a different story. Yeah. There is really what, unique factors in it. What's quite interesting is we, we tend to come to a lot of these 3D printing Patreons and they do stuff that kind of uh, like almost feels like it's agnostic in many respects and it'll kind of cover a lot of bases for all the sci-fi. Mm-hmm. I quite like that this is so like unique and special well not so unique it cannot it, it is unique <laughs> it is unique and looks very specialized i think it's really cool because it could sort of fit into a very distinct style of game that you wanted to play um and work with as i say a lot of those kind of like slightly more indie um options out there yeah. for wargaming like so. mad max yeah yeah rude but with you know 
Advanced character. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow. That's <laughs> so cool. <laughs> Only 82 mm-hmm. centimetres long. That one. Only. <laughs> Only. Only. That tiny band's going to get stamped on. They're impressive. It's a wargaming table in its own right. Exactly. Yeah. I hide behind this village. This village moves. <laughs> I run to keep up. <laughs> That's really impressive. It's gorgeous mammoth as well. It's the scale when you see the scale and yeah. just how much. What I loved when I was printing is that you can, uh, as it's showing as you got there, Jerry, mm. you can actually use these for RPGs as well or within your wargaming because you can take the layers off and go inside the buildings too. So they're not just full filled through with 3D oh. print. You can actually look Other inside things. them. Ooh, rune tower. Ooh, piece there it is, the tree village. That's the one with the wheelie thing. Ah, there you go. <laughs> Look, the little wheel at the bottom that goes through the little water channel. But this, again, <laughs> this is huge. I played it's a nice whole... <gasps> Sorry. That's <laughs> not what they were aiming for there, no. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it's it's bizarre. It's 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 a... Absolutely nutter butter realm of stuff. It's kind of like, did you ever see Stardust? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 Uh, it, it seems like something that, you know, you'd park your ship off to drop off your lightning at this point yeah. and start off again. <laughs> I love it a bit. It's fantastic. It's kind of got like a Peter Pan's Lost Boys kind of feel to it as well. Yeah. Especially with like the cannon. The cannon stuff, on it. Yeah. Yeah. You're just messing, was it Butterball? But when in the file, <laughs> yeah, yeah. in the file of this particular, um, you can see how much you get inside it. But each, there's different corners. So there's a particular house, there's the landing bit, and you need to put them all together. But there's so much just to this one piece alone that all of them, you can create a huge table from. Look, rigging. <laughs> no more of that then. They'll be doing more of that. that so like crooked towers. Yeah. yeah. Oh, crooked towers are always excellent. And you can push <laughs> someone off the top of it. Be a- <laughs> Does yep. that define how crazy your wizard is? At how crooked his tower is? I'm pretty is, sure, yeah, yeah, that's exactly how that goes. <laughs> but the fishing it's- village as well is, is awesome. Mm. I see. I haven't. Um, I've I've really gone full force into the uh, tree village, but the mm. this is use that for kind of like an Eskaroth Lake Town feel to it. Yeah, it, it, I I think that's probably what they've used as a as a basis for this. Actually, mm. kind of a little bit of a kind of hobbity vibe. Yes, well, not does Lake, yeah. Lake Town. And I, yeah. I got a phrase in my head there, which was just um, car like pirates of Carnivale. <laughs> oh yeah that'd be cool <laughs> oh yeah that'd be an awesome idea to do sort of you know all your your kind of valley characters playing through tortuga yeah yeah <laughs> don't know why they're there but they're there <laughs> why don't we like canals why would we not like the sea yeah. <laughs> the water a dark tower dark tower a not saruman's tower no no. Rooms for a big eye up there, though. <clears throat> well, yeah, it's, it's very uh, Warcraft esque. I'm pretty yeah, sure I've yeah. captured that in Azarak Valley. <laughs> oh, it's yeah, even got a little spiled, uh, yeah. st- spiled spiral spiral stone staircase. There we go. <laughs> so much sibilance. <laughs> Sweet. But this is what I mean. They're not filled through. I find with a lot mm. of terrain prints, they are filled all the way through, but they've got the detail inside, which does save time on printing. That dark tower. It's just reminded me of the something that, that nobody has seen yet. 
Oh, but it see, will be really cool when they do see him. <laughs> yeah. This is uh, this is what I've been printing off at the moment, just little stabbits. Yeah. Oh, I love man. that falling down tree. So do you remember cool. a while ago I showed you a picture of a fairy house underneath? Yeah. So yeah. that one at the back, I'll be looking at doing that one with. But they they're huge and they are definitely setting the scene. Properly um, moonstone stuff. This. Mm-hmm. So this was what I was looking for in my brain. Uh, and but, it uh, found you. Found me, found my way on my minifactory. Excellent stuff. Yeah. Really nice little um, compact and bijou little 3D print run there. There's not a pages and pages and pages of stuff there yet, yeah. but what is there is absolutely stunning. Before we move on, oh, yeah. Free, you said you had some issues with your 3D printer. John, have you had any failed prints yet? No. <gasps> He's still a god. <laughs> but that's because I haven't been printing. <gasps> oh, that still counts. That still counts. I've ran out of stuff I want to print okay. at the minute. For now, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure, that will change in time. Yeah. Well, there you go. If you're interested, check out Fabio, the most beautiful man in the world, and uh, the Arte PRP on my mini factory. Link will be below. Just Google Fabio, the most beautiful oh, man yeah. in the world. Did you win one of our prizes? Find out on our prize claim center over at OnTabletop.com. Here we list all our previous prizes and those who have won. If you see your username, fill out the form to claim your prize. All prizes must be claimed within 30 days. Okay, we'll be kicking off, or kicking off, rounding off the show with some Kickstarters. Or kicking off the show with some round starters. <laughs> Whatever way it goes. Is that the new crowdfunding platform? Um, well, yeah. why not? Everybody else has got one. Why shouldn't I? <laughs> I'm just going to have nothing but polyhedral die sets on it. They make a fortune about it. <laughs> buy them from Chessex for like a fiver and then sell them on at 50 quid a touch. Anywho, we have two Kickstarters this week. Uh, I've chosen both. Uh, so there you go. We have the Clash of Katanas oh, uh, from yeah. Fighting Hedgehog. No way. Be, yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> well, I know what's people, the surprise? Gary is a backer. <laughs> Chap. You shut up now. Uh, this is um, combo from Fighting Hedgehog for the book and Zenit uh, for the tiny fighting men. Although the game itself is figure agnostic, uh, so if you do not fancy the Zenit, um, I mean, it's a interesting fantasy range with some really nice metal miniatures. Uh, a bit on the pricier side because they have that sort of fantasy ick to them, but. You can lay your hands on samurai all over creation. Uh, so you can just pick up the rules if you need to. Um, Clash of Katanas is going to be the last half of the Sengoku Jedi period, which is almost undoubtedly not how that's pronounced. Uh, but by essentially just focusing on sort of a 50 to 70 year period at the end when they have the black powder weapons and that sort of thing, they can have a more structured uh, list rather than having to try and cover 14 odd factions across a much larger period. Um, So the game itself, there are a couple of let's plays online, um, but the game itself has resource management and you've got fatigue and you've also got a command and control system in the game. Um, so the original Clash of Spears was Punic War, uh, but they've done Rise of Eagles as an expansion, which is early Imperial Rome. And then this 
is obviously feudal Japan. You will need Clash of Spears to play it. That's the main rules. Uh, this okay, is a smaller right. supplemental book. If you don't, you can pick up the um, the pair of books that you need to play for, I think, like 30-odd quid, 34 okay. maybe. Hang on. I need to scroll down past my pledge. Here we go. So the Samurai book is 22. If you've not played before, for 36 quid, you can get the Clash of Spears. So essentially you're getting a two games. Oh, that's good then. Uh, but I really like the, the figures they've got here. Um, Francisco went through the Zenith line. It's, it's actually a Clash of Spears player is friends with the owner of Zenith. Oh, right. And, and then went, oh, you know what we should do for... for Katana's, you should really get in contact with Zenith. And they went, okay, we'll put us in contact with them. So they did. And the guys at Zenith went, yeah, love your game. Love to do something with you. So Francisco went through their lines and went, this would work, this would work, this would work. Um, at the moment, there's multiple pledges. So you can either go for just the books or you can go for books plus clans. And there's you know, up to four starter sets, I think, is is a bit, bit mad. Um, I'm trying to be very good at the moment. I'm trying to be so good. I'm only getting one box of stuff. <laughs> I mean, by the time it comes out later on this this year, August, uh, potentially by that stage, we may already have the plastic samurai from Fireforge. We might do, yeah. And if we don't, I plan on buying all the stuff from Steel Fist Miniatures anyway, because it's like that. Uh, you can't, by the time you see this, you can't. Ha ha ha. If you pledge in the first 24 hours, you have a chance to win the things from the basement. Um, fortress, just as oh. nice bit of scenery, which is a really interesting way of doing an early bird. That well, is true, yeah, yeah, yeah. Rather just than it being just a, a pledge-based yeah. thing. Yeah. Just a wee raffle. Um, but I've been splashing through stretch goals. The PDF will be available very, very, very soon after the Kickstarter ends. Um, and they're aiming towards other things like quick reference sheets and cardboard counters and that sort of thing. So the guys at Fighting Hedgehog generally do a relatively um, compact kickstarter uh this is this is their hobby this is not their main job so really it's just a case of getting the books out into people's hands uh you should have all of those if you're into historic war gaming is the starter set indicative of the kind of size of games that you play then? Or yeah, is it, yeah. Uh, in a similar way to um spears 40 to 50 models aside okay. is yeah. is okay uh is fairly fairly big uh, some people in places have been running games with hundreds of figures aside, and the system still holds up at that. Um, although it is a thing of sheer madness to do it, uh, <laughs> I really like it because they've obviously they've been working with uh, Terry uh, Solomon from Norway, who's written seven books on samurai uh, and his eighth is about to be published he's done all the history side for them um, so the the lists themselves are very comprehensive they have the ming chinese and koreans in the um in the book as well for the Imjin war where japan invaded uh, otherwise yeah. it's mostly feudal japanese based with uh, a few sort of Interesting things like the the bandits and the uh, the peasants army sort of revolt, but otherwise it's it's just the the various clans, and they've tried to make the clans as historically accurate as possible, right. yeah. so that they are dissimilar to each other. Because otherwise, you are just going to be looking at right. you know, here's twelve different versions of samurai. 
So if you're saying like if you got like sort of 50 models, it's kind of like a, a reasonable force then. Effectively, that just means you compare, you get two of those star sets potentially of the same faction in the way you go more or less because it's like 24 yeah. models or something, isn't it? So yeah, just double that up in the way you go really. You know? Yeah, I mean, uh, there's no reason why you can't play smaller games as well. Uh-huh. Um, I think the points values have changed slightly to make the, the less building um, sort of more appropriate uh but yeah just the uh the, the boxes by themselves are a decent way if you don't have anything um like i said there are other options out there i know some people have been looking at the cost of the models it's it's because it comes from that range and prices are going up everywhere so many samurai out there now though so there are, yeah yeah every company and their dog does a set of samurai actually the warring clan stuff would be very good so yeah warring clans from footsore would be excellent uh test of honor bushido we've named a few in the show yeah already. Um, I want to say the Perry's have samurai as well. The hardest thing to find will be okay. the Koreans. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Ming Chinese, you'll be able to find uh, Koreans probably less so. That that may take a bit of digging, but at least the the rules are there, so it's it's relatively comprehensive. And because the game is figure agnostic, theoretically it's also scale agnostic. Then um, you don't really yeah. have to play to twenty eight mil. You can play to uh, one seventy second, which opens up a whole bundle of other companies and the, the sort of the soft plastic stuff. I, I, I should also say. With the Korean stuff, I really hope people do start to make kind of like this era of Korean warriors because Mike, my, my girlfriend's obsessed with South Korea. And so we've watched lots of South Korean shows, a lot of them historical, and they have some amazing outfits and big things, big, huge hats with plumes of feathers on the top of them, very big bows and everything. Oh, very cool. So. Big, big blues hats with <laughs> yeah, things on yeah. top of them are the best yeah. kind, I feel, mm. in many respects. And zombies, so many zombies. Oh, no, wait, that was that. That yeah, that's that slightly, <laughs> slightly different for those. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah so, so the book itself is, uh, I think it's going to be around 100 pages. Um, introducing the, the lists, the background, the history, scenarios, and the changes to the rules or, or additions in the case of new weaponry, that sort of thing. Um, it'll be interesting to see how the, the Koreans line up for fighting as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because they... They are similar but different um, in in sort of fighting mm. style. Obviously, the Ming Chinese have Ming Chinese have a, a an interesting thing called the Mandarin Duck Formation. Did you know this? Mandarin Duck. What is a Mandarin Duck Formation, Jerry? You get a couple of guys at the front with huge shields, right? Huge ducks, uh, and then <laughs> and then like um, I want to say it's like six to eight guys behind them. And it's like mother duck with all the little babies falling oh, wow. behind. Okay. And so so they all have huge, almost pike-like glaive weapons. And the guys at the front are the buffer. And then the guys from behind over. But they trained in like unit, a small unit tactic. But Very then you could put multiple of, of these together. That's and all of a cool. Have like full blocks moving formation. They have that. They Well, I think they have that. I must have a look. They also got <laughs> things like um, fire throwers and stuff where you get like a... Uh, a lassoed rope around a big jar of very flammable liquid you set fire to and then you spin it around your head and let it go. Uh, so that's one way of winning friends and influencing people from a different <laughs> That'll do it, yeah. But yeah, no, I'm I'm kind of, uh, you know, I'm so, you know, looking forward to this. I suppose I'm tepid on it at best. Anyway. Yeah, I know. It's not like you haven't been talking about it no, for a while no, or anything, Jerry. No, Another bad. game to coax Lloyd out of his little cave. Well, the- you can try. Eventually, it's got to come out. Even if we get like one of those Zorbs, 
<laughs> so it could be like a hamster ball type of thing. He could just yeah. just get him into the room and then he could oh, people to move his stuff while he's You could take play playthroughs in the bubble. He really could. It'll be the way to go. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> uh, if you're interested in trying um, large scale skirmishes, is how, how the guys refer to it generally. Clash of Katanas. Uh, Clash of Spears, Rise of the Eagles, any, any at all of those, so Punic Wars, Imperial Rome, and, and obviously feudal, feudal Japan. It's a really good system and a really nice blend of, of historical accuracy as well. Um, the, the sort of fanaticism they put into getting the, the units to behave like they should is there. Some things will not be there because it is large skirmishes or sort of foraging parties, mm-hmm. people on the outside of battles, you're not going to get the massed ranks and files um, that you would see in a big game. So it doesn't reflect that style of warfare, but they make sure that it reflects the type of warfare that they would have taken part in, in these uh, sort of skirmishes around the edges. So yeah, I'm really looking mm-hmm. looking forward to seeing what else they knock down on that one. There are 23 days left, I think, and well-funded already, so I don't have to cut anyone. <laughs> Jerry's joy. There. <laughs> I know. It was tense for a moment. Wasn't it was it? very tense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I threatened everyone. <laughs> Didn't get funded. There would be issues. Yeah. Um, next up, going from the incredibly historically accurate and specific uh, to the incredibly fantasy, 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 <gasps> and the non-specific. So, uh, Signum Games have launched Fantasy Commander. I played this with Shay. This is a cracking game. You look like you both had a lot of. Well, I think yeah. Shay had more fun than you. I think at points. <laughs> I knew what I was doing. <laughs> so, in that respect, I had more fun than Shay. Uh, he, he won. So, in that respect, he had more fun than me. Mm. Um, but it's oh. an interesting little game, a uh, 20 mil strategy fantasy game uh, set in Signum's. I, I don't know if they have a specific name for their, their universe. I'm going to call it Signum. They already do uh, a large scale skirmish game um with these factions uh this is totally different somebody was actually asking you know how similar are they what are the the cards the same no the skirmish game it's not just they've gone here's the skirmish game now let's make the skirmish game but smaller so we can play bigger games it's totally different mechanics Um, yeah i think a lot of people have compared it to battle law haven't they i think is the uh comparison the old fancy flight game so yeah I don't know enough about battle law to uh, lore to. I, I know it's that. lots of. I, lo- I know it's small units on a hex map. So because <laughs> yeah, well, I seen somebody else, somebody else was comparing yeah. it to memoir. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, how big are the hexes in comparison to memoir forty four? And they're going, I don't know, Oof. never played it. You know, yeah. Well, it, just because it's got a hex doesn't mean it's all the same game, people. Yeah. <laughs> just because yeah. a base is a certain shape doesn't mean it's the same thing. But this, there's a, um, there's a ton of miniatures in this, isn't there? There is a ton of miniatures, but you don't need them. But you don't need them. It's two factions, so there's the undead sticks, and then I thought this was the Grafarium Empire because I have some. I've got him in twenty-eight mil, uh, Ronald on his his Griffin. But actually, this is like a a splinter. The Empire Iron Nest. Yeah, the Iron Nest have have sort of risen from the uh, the fracturing of their empire. Uh, But the game itself can be played just as a, a strategy. Mm-hmm. Counter counter and hex map 
board game, essentially. Uh, so they are unlocking things left, right, and center. Um, and it has both a standard multiplayer sort of PvP game, but there's also a, a solo um, campaign that's sort of narrative-based and kind of like your Total Wars. Um, you know, you start off with a village uh, with three farms and then three units of conscript spearmen. And as you play through the campaign, you you know, get money and you can choose which things to build, which then allows you to upgrade specific um, units and equip specific units. And so if you want to change crossbowmen into handgunners, you need a blacksmith or that type of thing. So so the, the solo AI side is, is very interesting because it has unique elements that aren't in the main game itself, like the, the town building, I suppose. Um, the actual game then, you've got... A, a card building or deck building component where whenever you recruit a unit for your faction, so like the Imperial Shooters, um, you can get them in conscript, veteran, and champion level. Oh. And points-wise, there's not much difference. There's, like, there's a five-point difference between each, each section, so you can build very quickly. But it gives you access to two different cards, and it will say on it, you know, the, the Shooters can have Jaegers or something else. Can't right. remember the other. Every time you recruit a unit, you can choose one of these cards to add to your deck. So that's all done at the the list building stage at the start. You are capped at two of the cards with the same name, though. So you can only ever have two Jaeger cards that allow units to ignore terrain. Uh, so if you have two units, then you can have one of each or two of the same type of card. If you have four units, you've got two of each card that you capped, you can't have any more cards that they contribute, but you can still keep going and spam as many shooters as you want. But every time you add a new unit, you have to add a misfortune card to your deck instead. Uh, and these are things like, you know, fatigue, whenever, whenever they're drawn, they fatigue units or um, may cause wounds on units. You know, it just generate nastiness to add a bit of fog and friction to your gameplay, uh, which I really like because it's not just a straight, I've got a thousand points, John's got a thousand points, we're going to butt heads. It's I've got a thousand points and I've added a lot of cards in that are support cards or healing cards because yeah. I know I'm going to take a lot of damage down the yeah. line. And John may have gone, well, I'm going to use exactly the same army, but I'm going to take all the aggressive cards. So even nice. though you've got two armies on the tabletop that are theoretically identical, your construction of your deck changes. And then obviously the gameplay itself uh, adds a lot to it as well because you've got that um, bl it's not quite blind bidding uh, blind initiative system where you, you decide what you're going to activate and your opponent does and then you turn the counters over at the same time and then that shows you the order of activation but it, it's done within sort of banding so reds all go first then greens then blues but because you've also drawn those cards and the card might be something really good like Dark Nosferatu add a card called Vampirism right. which allows somebody to, to move four hexes so it doesn't it doesn't have to be used on the card that or on the unit that provides it. If it was my turn to activate and I've got three units that could all potentially activate, and then I pull out that vampirism card and go, okay, right. Well, maybe I was planning on using the shooters to shoot something in the face, but now I've got the option where a melee unit that was out of out of range could now actually make it into combat this turn. That might change how I'm gonna gonna play through and deploy. Um, look, Wolfen are on the way. So yeah, there, there's lots of choices in the game. It's a relatively simple system. It's, it's a yeah. donkingly simple system. I'd, but, I'd heard I'd heard some people in the comments being like, "Oh, this is too complicated. Or there's too oh, many no. moving parts." And I was like, 
people complain that there's not enough complexity. And then when there is a nice, like, well, not overly complex, but a complex game for you to dive into and play around with, suddenly you complain again. And it's yeah. like, okay, <laughs> okay. Can't prove everybody. No, I know. You really can't. I try and find a dice roll because there's a dice roll there. Boosh. Pause. Oh, what the way. <laughs> that, uh, you are only ever rolling that type of dice. There's not a de- attack or defense or anything like that. And you're mm-hmm. just rolling the number on the card. Um, and then the only difference is you've got double swords and single swords, double shields and single shields. If a unit is weakened for whatever reason, whether it's an effect of something or if the the unit has sustained casualties, then the single sword and single shields don't count anymore. Uh, and otherwise, you know, a sword is a hit and a shield is a save. That's all you really need to know for that game. Red heel is panic. It's it's the most complicated thing because the unit panics and runs away. Right. Uh, and then green um, multiple helmets yeah. there are for support so units can support each other but the the system itself is so simple they can have the additional complexity of the the keywords and the abilities layered yeah. on top because it's not massive the list building part that's something that's done long before you get the table so the fact that you've got mm. x number of units and then you've got these choices of cards that's something you can do yourself yeah, you're going to know what you're yeah. playing before you get exactly. there make yeah. the choices make the deck etc but that's the same as making any army or yeah. making any deck for any card game isn't it so there's the yeah. uh, flesh devourer who's not yeah. a giant snapping turtle as you oh. thought <laughs> screwing a bomb <laughs> 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 Although it's an image I could never get out of my head. No, thanks, Jerry. I can't unsay yeah. that. You're brilliant. You're welcome. I, I was actually I was looking through the comments and the updates and things, and they mm. a lot of people were saying, "Oh, it'd be nice to see more factions for this." And they said they will do them. They're no. just not doing it as part of the Kickstarter because they yeah. don't want to overload people. They want to just give the two binary options of the yeah. you know the the iron uh, iron nest. nest or the or the undead. That's great. Just choose whichever yeah. one you want. So it's a good way to get two people kind of two yeah. person set equivalent yeah, yeah. really yeah. and it doesn't you don't have to use the miniature because you could just use the there's like a basic version that comes with the like cardboard uh chits effectively yeah. isn't it for the units i think so which is re- which is a really cool option for those people that maybe like more traditional sort of board gamey style Thank experiences you. rather than just miniatures. so so, yeah. so fifty dollars is the two-player starter set with just the cardboard tokens and uh, and then just little cubes to mark wounds or fatigue on them, and away you go. Um, the rest of the stuff is 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 just eye candy. I mean, they're they are really nice eye candy, though. Like I say, I, I yeah. own quite a, I own quite a bit of their twenty eight mil slash thirty two mil line. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, so I know what their their stuff's like. The miniatures themselves will be resin, um, which may be a deal breaker for some. Maybe not for others. I will say I've never had a problem with any of their resin. Um, I would assume because of the scale of them, they're all going to be one piece anyway as well. So, yeah. yeah. Vast majority one piece. Uh, where is he? Hydra Boy there. The oh, heads yeah. came separately. Right. Uh, as okay. one bunch. And then they just glued just above the um, the hips. Yeah. Uh, on the, the body. So, I mean, that is potentially two parts. And the head on Chuckles there and his shield hand was separate as right. well. He can smash people. I never managed to smash Shay. I was very annoyed. <laughs> but no, it's it's I think it it's it's a beautiful game. Which is why yeah, despite yeah. The, despite the fact I have it sitting 
next door because uh, the prototype set is staying with me. <laughs> Still got ahead and backed it for I want all of it, please. Um, yeah. well, those miniatures for you to paint, Jerry. Yeah. yeah, well, or at least spray one color. Yeah. Um, you know, what can I say? What I will say is this because there's no escaping it this week. They are based in Ukraine. Um, and obviously, things have gone sideways. It runs for another three, four weeks. As of this morning, the guys were still plugging away, business as usual. People have they to, are still commenting and yeah, carrying on with business. So. To earn a yeah. living. Um, so hopefully things settle down and stuff goes on. You've got three weeks if you want to back it. Show, show them the support for the game. Go for it. If things look like it's going to go pear-shaped, I imagine they will just cancel the Kickstarter or you've got plenty of time uh, if you want to scrub out of it. But I think it's well worth investing in. There's an article on the website where I talk more in depth about it. And in that, there's also a link to a Tabletopia simulator where they have a basic, in fact, the basic nice. scenario uh, and the two factions. And they're also using the renders from the models. So you can actually zoom in and see I mean, you Not can actually, the detail, but you you actually pick up stuff. the individual models and oh, throw pick them off them the up table when they're yeah. dead. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. God, yeah. yeah. <laughs> or in my case, pick them up the individual models and go with a fall over again. And because <laughs> digital computers and mediums and stuff. You've rolled spent, the dice onto the game. 20 game minutes area. trying yeah. to pick a Boronox knight up off the side before finally <laughs> giving up and just pushing it across the table going, that's how it works. That's, that's how the game is played now. But yeah, <laughs> Fantasy Commander, uh, 21 days. 21 days left 21 as days of when you're seeing this yeah. Yeah. and and also well funded and well worth a look at so there we have it that wraps up my picks for kickstarters this week <laughs> well done good me. picks jerry good picks. i know well done you why thank you <laughs> uh if you fancy seeing more of this nonsense we'll be back on sunday morning for the xlbs for the cult of games you can join us over on tabletop.com and if you're not already a member you can join up for a 30-day trial see what we're getting on about. there we go that's what you have to say when you join the cult of games <laughs> what they said if you want to win that big big bundle of battle mats from luke mm, uh, don't, forget, yeah. don't forget to uh, subscribe to the youtube channel and comment below and uh, otherwise we will see you next friday mm-hmm. Enjoy your weekend. Stay safe, everyone. Go ahead and check out our other content on screen now. And while you're at it, why not hit subscribe and remember to ding our dong. Go on, you know you want to click it. Go on.